The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. We're grateful for you tuning in to our Wednesday night live service this evening. We are happy to be here with you. Reverend Masando and Dr. Patty and I are here, and it's going to be a great service. It's already off to a great start. So (laughs) thanks for you being here with us. And we're going to just have a little conversation here together this evening. We want to talk a little bit about heartful connectedness. We were talking before the service about seeing how there are so many wonderful things going on in the world, ways that people are expressing themselves and doing good things for each other, connecting with each other. So I wanted to ask the two of you, why don't we start with you, Dr. Patty, what are some of the things that you've seen people doing that are just wonderfully blessing-filled? Well, I've seen people going out of their way just to be kind. I mean, people in, whether in the grocery store, that's about the only place we've been (laughs) recently, but uh, how people are keeping their distance, but they're kind. Uh, We went to the grocery store last week, my husband, Luke, and I, and the lady gave us a corned beef. She just said uh, at the uh, checkout, she said, I just want to give this to you today. Now, I'm not going to tell King Super she did that, but that was an act of kindness. It was so, so beautiful. And uh, I'm just knowing that once we move through all this, that, that um, coming together in heart is a lasting thing because that's who we are mm-hmm. as beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are being generous of heart, aren't mm-hmm. they? Very yeah. generous. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. What about you? Ray? Yeah. I've really been witness to, for as many stories out there that are tragic and sad and filled with fear, yes. there are two or three or 10 or 20 uh, more stories of the ways in which people are stepping up, uh, the ways in which they're helping each other out, mm-hmm. uh, the ways in which they're reaching out to each other in ways maybe they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting random phone calls from friends and relatives uh, that I had never really connected with, like as often as we happen to be sure, connecting. Sure. And they're doing so just to see how it's going, how uh, we're doing, uh, how we're holding up, because uh, they're genuinely curious. Yeah. And I find that, that those simple things, those simple connections that I think many of us are really being called to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I think our hearts are kind of broken open right now. And from that place, there's, I think, this yearning to connect. And I've been experiencing that. And so there's been a tremendous amount of joy. Uh, Alongside the sadness, there's been this real feeling of, wow, I have so many people in my life Mm -hmm. that I love and that that love me, that care about me. Um, And that's uh, that's been an amazing thing to to be a part of. And you bring up a good point because... um Uh, Not only is your story of connecting so beautiful, I think the point of being willing to look at all this, we are an exceedingly optimistic teaching for sure, (laughs) right? An exceedingly optimistic group of people. But I think for those who might be experiencing fear or who are ill or who are depressed or are disconnected, uh, what you said about it doesn't take much to go out and find a couple stories 
of goodness. And I know that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. It may not take away my pain. It may not cause it to completely diminish. But I think I am better even in my pain and my suffering when I just raise my energy even the littlest bit by reading a story. I mean, some of the ones that have touched me have been little kids celebrating their birthdays without their family and (laughs) families parading by. Uh, I saw a couple got married and they couldn't get married with all their friends. So their friends lined a street with cars and the couple walked down the street while their friends cheered them on and threw rice at them and stuff like that. (laughs) And here, even at Mile High Church, I was dialoguing with a lady from our community and we were just having a conversation about Mile High. And then all of a sudden she showed me a picture of a Winnie the Pooh standing (laughs) on the street corner. And I said to her, is that you in that Winnie the Pooh outfit? And she said, she's just been standing on the street corner waving at people so that they can feel a little bit more joy. And things like that, we, we are so organically built for uh, joy and triumph and mm. rising up mm. beyond the circumstances. So mm. I think that's the joy of, of hearing these stories and sharing them with each other. You know, it's powerful, 100%. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, last week I had the opportunity. It just happened that I was uh, down in the area to witness one of our congregants, Kathy Hobbes. Bless her heart. She turned 100 years old. Mm. And uh, speaking about being on a... Um, on a sidewalk outside her beautiful uh, retirement center. And uh, she and another lady had turned 100 that day. And how that center made a big poster and the police came by and they honked their horns, they had their sirens on, and then everyone started just celebrating. Mm -hmm. And she just sat up there in her wheelchair, so beautiful, and just like she was a queen. And uh, it was wonderful to acknowledge such a kind heart as a Kathy Hobbes. Yes, since she's given so much to so many, so she it has. feels good she to has. do any little thing we can to to bless her. And she is a queen. We should start she calling queen. her Queen that's Kathy. Right. We love queen Kathy Hobbes. Kathy. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you could be there. And the pictures of that were on Facebook, and uh-huh. to see the first responders yeah. there. Yeah. Oh. Just yeah, we're beautiful. finding ways. We're finding ways to make these moments special. We are. And when you think about it, the things that happen uh, during this time will be special, yes. right? Like, we look back years from now, right? So this will be my first time giving a talk from the oh. stage, from this, from this beautiful stage here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's been a dream of mine for a while, uh-huh. for, for a long time, as I grew up at this church. And I remember when uh, this building was open. I remember when we consecrated the ground to yeah. start building this yeah. church. And so this is like a moment for me, uh-huh. um, but it's to an empty... Yeah. <laughs> when you imagine it, this is dome. not exactly When it was in my mind, this is not exactly <laughs> how it I would look. a little bit different in my mind. Huh? But it is going to be absolutely <laughs> memorable, without a wow. doubt. Wow, and that's, that's interesting, Misando, because I have seen you in my mind on this stage, so I had not even put that together. Because to me, you've been here I, giving and talks been on before. I've on stage, right? But I have yeah. never given a, a full-on talk uh, from this stage. Wow. So, um, it feels really special to have both of you here. Oh. Uh, Dr. Patty, who I have looked up to for my entire Sweet life. Um, and and for, ha- for this whole band to be here, um, it feels really special. And so these moments are going to be special. Yes. We did a Sweet 16 for my cousin. Uh-huh. Imagine turning 16 during this time. Right. All you want to do is be around friends. Right. Um, but we drove by 
her friends drove by. We had a little block party, you know, all social distancing and playing music and singing happy birthday. And yeah, that was weird. Like it wasn't normal, but it was going to be memorable, you know, and she still was smiling the whole time. So I know she was feeling the love. So I know these 2020 graduates are going through the same thing. Yes. Um, so it's, it's not what you expect, but it can still be special without yes. a doubt. Well, and that tonight is special then, isn't it? We get to hear Reverend Masada. This is very special. It and is. Uh, like you said, it's not what you expect, but what you're experiencing is abundance of expectancies because mm. I know all of you who are out there are sending that grace and love to this incredible <laughs> minister. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so if you're here tonight watching this service, it's an even more special night now Again, that we first. know this. A first. <laughs> you're here for the first ever. And so we are grateful that you are here yeah, for that reason here. and for so many others. Thank you for sharing this, this beauty, you two. It's just yeah, so like wonderful this. to yeah, be here with you. Both. So what's up again, Mile High? Uh, I know, listen, I know this is weird. <laughs> I know that we're all sitting on our couches. Maybe we're sitting in our offices. I know when I say what's up, uh, I'd get silence in the room here. But what I know is that, you know, in this time together, uh, where we're socially distancing, but we're staying emotionally connected, right? That we still are connected, right? So I'm going to invite you all during this service uh, if you're on your phone or if you're at your computer, to engage a little bit, like to engage in the chat and to engage with each other on the chat because that helps us to remember that we are staying connected. Uh, so when I say, what's up? <laughs> I want you to write what's up. Find your best uh, GIF. Uh, just put a picture of yourself saying what's up. Engage on this chat. So Mile High family, what's up? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so, tonight's talk, I'm going to be talking about uncertainty. And I know just probably more than a few of us are experiencing this right now, this thing called uncertainty. And I realize, too, that it's not necessarily the most enjoyable topic to talk about. I know for me personally, uncertainty brings up a lot of fear sometimes. I know that I like to be able to know what's going to happen, uh, what's coming uh, the next day in the future, what can I expect uh, to be coming down the road in my life. It's really hard for me sometimes, often, right now, to be in the midst of this uncertainty and to stay in a place of centeredness of spiritual poise, of groundedness in it all. But what I also know is if I don't acknowledge what's going on, if I don't acknowledge the fears that may be coming up, if I don't just acknowledge the ways that I'm feeling sad or frustrated, uh, that it also can sort of uh, ruminate within me. And so I know that a freedom can come uh, and that fear can begin to dissipate. When I just allow myself to express uh, what we're feeling uncertain about. And I actually did a Facebook post about this. And a lot of people responded to what they're feeling uncertain about. And so what I know is, is as I read that too, as I read all of these things around jobs and school and kiddos uh, and paychecks and so many other things that, that are just in a, in a moment of uncertainty right now. As I, as I read those, 
I found myself being lifted by that somehow. Just knowing that, oh, like I wasn't alone. And that felt so good. And it, and it somehow made me feel more connected to you all. So I just want you to know that you're not alone. That we don't have to do this thing perfectly. That, that as we meet this uncertainty that's happening for all of us. That we can be messy. We can have days where we're really optimistic, where we're really excited, where we're able to be a place of love and light and, and optimism for others. But there's going to be some days where we're not. There's probably going to be some days where we don't want to get out of bed, where we don't want to get out of our PJs, and we are just feeling sad about missing some of the things that we're not able to do right now. You know, I know for me, right, these things that I'm feeling uncertain about, you know, it's just like, when am I going to be able to, to hug my parents again, right? Like, we've been social distancing. We, we, we know that the best thing for us to do is to protect each other. And we were even taking walks together, um, like, even just a few weeks ago. But we were really bad at keeping our distance. And so I recognize that that's probably not the best idea, in order to keep us all safe. So we've stopped doing that. And it makes me sad to feel like I don't know what, when the next time I'm going to be able to hug my mom. Like that's just the real thing for me right now. And yet, when I read some of the other things, what I also know is that there's other people that are feeling the same thing, right? When am I going to get to see my friends? When am I going to get a, going to give a handshake or a hug or a high five, much less a chest bump, you know, to one of my friends? When are my kiddos going to be able to see their friends? What's going on with them that they're only hanging out with their with their parents and they're they're not able to connect with other other children? When are we going to be able to have our kids go play on playgrounds and explore and, and all of those things that come uh, when we're able to participate uh, in our public spaces? How do we move on from here, right? So what I know is, while it's really uncomfortable, while it can bring up a lot of fear and angst, what I also know is that if we sit with, for some, with something for long enough, with anything for long enough, that the gifts begin to present themselves, to reveal themselves. And so tonight, as we just lean into a little bit, this uncertainty that we're all feeling, we also hopefully can discover some of the gifts that are happening in this time. So uh, there's, there's three sort of ways, three gifts that I, that I want to invite us into and that first is, is this gift that we get to uncover. And there's a lot of uncovering. There's a lot of revealing that's happening right now. And I'm just not talking about the uncovering that may happen when you're uh, maybe walking uh, without clothes through the house on a work day. Hopefully not walking behind your spouse uh, while they're on a meeting, which I know has been happening uh, many times. There's some videos out there right now. But I'm talking about this uncovering that's happening within ourselves. This slowing down that's been happening. Uh, this asking just to be uh, with ourselves and with our family is also uncovering a lot, right? 
For me, it's uncovering some weird habits that I have <laughs> in my household. Like, this is something that I knew, but I think it's really been emphasized during this time. I think I have this weird thing. I, I think it must be some sort of disorder uh, where I just leave cabinets open. I just leave cabinets open. I don't know why. I'm obviously not aware of it. Uh, but my wife knows. And I, 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 she points it out to me, but she does it so gracefully. Like, I married an angel. Because she doesn't get after me. She doesn't tell me that's annoying. She just like smiles at me and just like, oh, so cute. And just goes and gently closes all of the cabinets. She's so, so, so sweet in that way. And for me, that's just like a, a little metaphor of, of, of some things that are coming to the surface of my awareness that I didn't really know. And other things that are coming up that's a little more real is, is this anxiety that I have been feeling. Like, I haven't been sleeping as, as well I, as I've wanted to. Things have been stirring, I think, in me. I think I may have been reading too much news <laughs> right before I go to sleep. I do not recommend entering into the Twitterverse uh, right before you're, you're looking for some restful sleep. <laughs> and I found that I was doing that, right? I, I was just obsessing over what was going on and uh, looking at numbers and how it's affecting the world and what's happening next and who's shutting down next. And I recently in the past week realized I can't keep doing that, right? But that uncovering for me and how I uh, engage with my anxiety is really at the fore right now. And it's, it's not just personally, right? We're not just discovering things personally. I think on a collective level, lots of things are being revealed to us uh, some really beautiful and some really difficult to look at. Something that I know has come to the forefront of our awareness as a collective, right? Or some of the health disparities and inequities specifically around race in this country, right? If you haven't read or have, if you haven't seen uh, what they're finding, and they're seeing this data that this COVID-19 virus is disproportionately affecting communities of color and specifically African-American black communities here in this country, right? And we look at that and maybe for some of us that didn't realize that these inequities exist, it's just sort of like, why? I can't believe this is happening. Like, what's going on here? But for folks in that community, right? For folks that have lived through that, this is something that's been going on forever. But yet it's being uncovered and revealed to all of us right now. And that's a good thing. And I think another thing that's that's happening that's really beautiful that's being uncovered uh, that may also be uh, difficult to look at at first, but is, I think, ultimately... uh, a symbol of our interconnectedness and maybe even deeper than that, our interdependence is how every person in our society so deeply matters, right? These folks that are working for minimum wage, right? The the value we've put on their jobs is, oh, we're going to pay you the least amount that we can. These grocery store workers, store workers, some of these, uh, some of the folks that are working in these gig economies doing delivery, Right? are literally saving us right now. Like, let's be real, without them, like, we're screwed. And yet, right now, we're getting a sense of how deeply important they are, of how, especially during this time, but not just this time, all the time, if the entire 
food supply chain is dependent upon these few people, maybe we can learn to value them more. Maybe we can recognize how interdependent we are. Maybe that uncovering can bring us to a new place, right? And so the next thing that can come from this uncovering is a discovering, right? I love the conversation that we had earlier, and I love what I'm seeing everywhere right now, is that in the midst of all this uncertainty, there is innovation. In the midst of, I don't know what to do, there's this, I'm going to find something that brings me joy. In the midst of, of, I don't know how to get through this, there's all of these, uh, there's all of these ways that are, that are being shown that help to lift us up, that bring more joy and kindness and love into the world. And that, to me, is what this thing called life is all about. So if you're finding some discovery and innovations right now, I invite you just to put those into the chat. I invite you to, to, to share a picture of maybe a mask that you made. I invite you uh, to share a new project that you may have embarked on. I invite you just to share with us and with everybody else that's tuning in online and in the chat. And if you're watching the recording, please engage with this just as if you were watching it live. All of the, some of the ways that you're seeing share a story that you're seeing about some innovation that's happening right now. Because I think what we're discovering is, is human beings are at their best often. Our most creative, our most compassionate, our most innovative when we're faced with a tremendous challenge. I don't know why we as, as species learn this way, but I found over and over and over again that there is tremendous innovation that is happening right now, right? I think about just little ways of staying connected uh, through Zoom, right? We played uh, card games with our next-gen group last week. Uh, I'm finding that I'm, 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 I'm able to connect to all of these different resources and teachers, and I'm able to get, engage in more classes. Our online classes here are huge. They're much bigger than our in-person classes, actually. I think the class with Joseph Campbell that we're offering here has over 500 people in that class. How amazing is it that we've been able to create a place where 500 people can come together, be in spiritual community, study Joseph Campbell, who has so much to teach us in this particular moment in time. How amazing is that? And we have some incredible classes uh, coming up as well with Dr. Patty and Dr. Michelle. And I'm so excited to see all of the ways that, that people that maybe even don't know about Mile High Church yet can take one of these classes and get engaged in our community. Somehow, even though we didn't, we're like not in a building together, now all of a sudden we're in all of these homes, though. And I know every single one of us that's here just wants to share spiritual community and even though our spiritual community is in our own homes right now, it's larger than it's ever been. So that kind of innovation that is presenting itself is happening everywhere. We get to discover new ways of being. We get to discover a new way of engaging in the world. And lastly, and maybe most important, we get to recover. 
And it's really interesting to me that um, how they are talking, like the word that's that's used uh, for folks that have gotten COVID uh, and then gotten better is recovered, right? And it made me think of uh, the recovery community and Reverend Carol Wilkie here, who is, uh, is also our operations director. She runs our recovery community and I sent her a text and I asked her about, you know, what does recovery actually mean to you? Like, how does, how does, that, uh, how does that phrase uh, come up uh, within the community? And this is what she wrote, and I want to share it with you because I just find it to be really profound. She says, for me, I would say it's recovery on four different levels. First, on the physical level, it is recovery from the disease of addiction, just like people would rec- recover from the disease of cancer etc. It's recovery from very real craving, very real physical cravings. Second, on an emotional level, it's also recovery from being in denial that we even had the addiction. It's, it's coming out of that. Third, on a mental level, recovery from pride and overextended egos. And finally, fourth, on a spiritual level, It's a recovery from a spiritual malaise of disconnection from God or oneness or any kind of spiritual life. For me, that's the ultimate gift that's happening in this time. Like as we recover from this, which I know we will, we're also recovering from this idea that we're all so separate, that we all have to fight for ourselves We're recovering from the idea uh, that some people may matter more than others. Uh, We're recovering from a disconnection that we may have felt uh, from this thing called life, from whatever we consider to be the divine. And we're gaining back in its place. It's funny, recovering, you look at the etymology of recover, it also means get back. I think about that Beatles song, get back, get back to where we once belong. What I do feel that's happening in this moment is that we're getting back. We're getting back to a place within ourselves that is so deeply connected to something greater than ourselves, yet so deeply personal. We're getting back to a place of groundedness where we can interact with each other. And even though we're miles away, we can still feel that connection. We're getting back to a place where we, we are, are recognizing some inequities that may exist in our society. And what I know is that we can come from this time doing something about that and taking action on this principle of oneness in an even bigger way because our hearts have been opened now and we can't go back from that. That the connection has been made and so we can't go back from that. And so how good it is how good it is to know that everything that is coming from this time, if we spend enough time with it, if we lean into it for long enough, that some gifts can actually come from this time. Sometimes we have to dig for them. Sometimes we just have to wait long enough for them to show themselves to us. And sometimes we just have to be willing to claim that in the midst of all this darkness, there is all of this love. In the midst of all of this fear, 
There is a tremendous ability to meet that with courage and with bravery. Fear can be an acronym for F, everything and run, meaning forget everything and run. (laughs) Or it can mean face everything and rise. So I know that what we're doing at this choice point that we're having right now is that we're facing everything and we're rising together. If you feel me, hit that heart button. If you're feeling this connection, just say much love. Put it in the chat. Let us all stay connected together. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.